Next, this month's special series, Focus on Neurology and Psychiatry. Throughout this month, ReachMD welcomes an array of experts to explore developments in neuroscience and mental health. Does insulin resistance increase the risk of ischemic stroke? And if so, is there a treatment? You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard. Our guest today is Dr. Tanya Rundek. Dr. Rundek is Associate Professor of Neurology and Director of the Clinical Translational Research Division in the Department of Neurology of the Miller School of Medicine at the University of Miami in Florida. Thank you, Dr. Rundek, for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. To begin with, for our listeners, could you explain or define what is insulin resistance? So, just very briefly, insulin resistance is a metabolic disorder characterized by diminished sensitivity of tissue to insulin, which then directly affects the glucose transport to the peripheral tissues. And if that process is diminished, the consequences of the glucose utilization is not proper. And then as a consequence of that, we get increased triglycerides, decreased HDL or good cholesterols, and the cascade of events that actually cause the increased risk of vascular disease. In your recent publication, how did you measure insulin resistance? So in our recent article, we measured insulin resistance by the HOMA index or the homeostatic model assessment index which is a widely used clinical tool and epidemiological tool because it's easy to perform. It is actually measuring the fasting insulin and fasting glucose, which then are put in relationship and produce an index. I should have stated, too, that your research involved non-diabetics. So what was the results in this large cohort of patients who were non-diabetic? So the the main result is very interesting. So what we know so far is that insulin resistance as measured by HOMA index or other possible way of measuring it is highly associated with diabetes and risk of vascular disease in people with type 2 diabetes. However, in people without diabetes, it is also possible that uh, such a metabolic disorder exists, which would then also make them highly at increased risk for vascular disease. So our main really finding is, and we were focused to answer the question whether insulin resistance really is an important metabolic factor in people without diabetes. And we did answer the question and found that people without diabetes, if they have the insulin resistance present actually have at least two and a half times greater risk of vascular disease, specifically stroke, in comparison to those that did not have uh, insulin resistance. You know, you mentioned vascular disease, in particular stroke. Your results didn't necessarily jibe with other types of vascular events, such as myocardial infarction that we have seen described in the Framingham study. What were your reasons, or what did you postulate, why it would be different in cerebrovascular disease as opposed to other vascular kinds of problems? That is a terrific question. We actually thought about it a lot because uh, specifically we did not found such a strong relationship with uh, myocardial infarction, but very strong relationship for uh, ischemic stroke. And at least several reasons uh, exist to that difference. So first of all, ischemic stroke is a very different type of disease in comparison to myocardial infarction. 
part of it can be due to the large vessel disease, what we call the large atherosclerosis, which is similar to what's happening in the myocardial infarction. But a lot of other stroke subtypes, including small vessel disease and other embolic type of strokes, actually a completely different etiology, and they're more under control of specific metabolic function than maybe for the myocardial infarction. For instance, LDL, cholesterol, which is a very strong predictor of the myocardial infarction, is not such a strong predictor for ischemic stroke. However, HDL, which the low levels of HDL is extremely highly associated with ischemic stroke and not so much. It is important in myocardial infarction as well, but not such a strong predictor as it is for ischemic stroke. And so one of the possible explanations in our study was that because insulin resistance actually drives the HDL cholesterol to the lower levels, and that's the reason why we have such a strong association with stroke rather with MI. The other possible reason that we compared, for instance, with the Framingham offspring study is that in our analysis, we did exclude all the people they had myocardial infarctions in the past. So we want to really focus on the incidence or the first vascular events ever, while in the Framingham study, they actually a mixture of people, some of which already had a myocardial infarction in the past. So we believe that our data really talks about the incidence of first ever stroke and first ever myocardial infarction and that insulin resistance through the mechanism of the HDL most likely and some other unaccounted mechanisms, probably inflammation, is most likely driving the stronger effect to ischemic stroke than towards the uh, myocardial infarction. Could you tell me, is the rate of ischemic stroke changing worldwide? So the ischemic stroke, it's a leading cause of disability around the world, and it's a third cause of death. The rates are actually alarming, and as we would like to see it going down, unfortunately, the worldwide rates of strokes are actually going up and that's mainly due to the increased prevalence of risk factors. Some used to actually also attributed it to the change in the Western diet and going towards more sedentary lifestyle, less exercise, and the food besides the other nutritional and other factors. But interestingly also, even in the low-income countries, the rates of, of strokes are going actually up due to some nutritional factors and also infection diseases as well. So it's the rates of ischemic strokes around the globe are actually alarming and not actually going down, but if anything else, actually increasing. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard, and our guest today is Dr. Tanya Rundek, Associate Professor of Neurology and Director of Clinical Translational Research Division in the Department of Neurology of Miller School, of medicine at the University of Miami, Florida, and we're discussing insulin resistance and the risk of ischemic stroke. Now, just before we took that break, you mentioned that the incidence is going up worldwide, but clear this up. Is it true that it's going up worldwide in developing countries as well as undeveloped countries? Yes, and this is to our surprise because there has been a lot of effort on uh, stroke prevention and prevention of other vascular diseases as well, especially in the developing countries. However, 
having a different set of challenges in developing countries as opposed to the countries that are on the pathway to be developed countries. And those are now really related to our lifestyle and, of course, nutritional factors. And what is alarming in developed countries is really the rates of diabetes and the rates of obesity and even uh, among our children, that actually it's changing the profile of the risk factor burden that developed countries have in comparison to developing countries. So even we are successful and been successful in the past 20, 30 years just to control the blood pressure in the population, the new factors that are risks for vascular diseases are emerging. One of them definitely being obesity, which then leads to insulin resistance as a metabolic background and then leads to type 2 diabetes and then risk of vascular disease. So on one side, we've done a great job with controlling hypertension, although we do still have ways to go to control it better, but then we are facing new challenges which are connected with our lifestyle and nutritional factors. So even in developed countries, we have the rates of ischemic strokes and other vascular diseases going up due to the change in the risk factor burden. We've already stated that obesity and sedentary lifestyle does affect insulin resistance. Is there any drug therapy on the horizon that may play a role in helping this? If we think about insulin resistance and its involvement in the lipid metabolism, we already have sets of drugs, predominantly lipid-lowering drugs, and some drugs that may increase HDL that can help us. And there's been a lot of evidence that statins, one of the widely used drugs, are really very effective in reducing LDL cholesterol with some addition of other drugs can actually even increase a little bit HDL and ultimately lead to reduction of the risk of stroke and MI. So those are very effective drugs. However, they are not completely curing, if I may say, insulin resistance. So they're definitely very effective in the end product in actually touching and controlling the triglycerides and lipids. However, if if we look at our study, we also notice that insulin resistance is associated with risk of stroke independent of other traditional risk factors, including lipids and including HDL. And that actually made us thinking that insulin resistance acts to some other possible pathways, and that's mainly through the inflammatory pathways and arthrogenesis that can lead to the vascular disease. So the drugs that are in developing now and that can help actually is insulin resistance and also other inflammatory disorders actually may help insulin resistance as well. So anti-inflammatory drugs that are currently in developing and there are several classes of them may be helpful for insulin resistance as well. However, at the moment, we cannot make any clinical recommendations to change our practice. So although some it's going to take some time for new drugs to develop, the first step is really going back to the risk factor control. And so basically the evidence-based therapies currently are still going to be the lifestyle changes and the control of the lipid levels, blood pressure, and glucose levels. Well, would you comment just on the drugs that we're using that are supposed to improve insulin sensitivity and beta cell function? The, the TZD group, does it have any place? So the TZD group are definitely uh, very important. Some of them improve the better cell function. Metformin is one drug that it's 
commonly prescribed in the people with pre-diabetes or already developed insulin resistance. So those are the drugs that can absolutely help, although the evidence-based clinical trials are still currently ongoing. Some are completed. So the drugs like PPAR agonist, gamma agonist, actually drugs that can help insulin sensitivity as well. We read that hundreds of millions of people may have insulin resistance worldwide. Should insulin resistance become a target for stroke prevention? And therefore, who do we test? Or is that premature to test non-diabetics for this condition? Although as a physician, I would love to have straightforward answers and, and make sure that we test everybody at risk and have proper therapies at the moment and according to the results from our study, we cannot really recommend widespread testing for insulin resistance. However, in the risk prediction model, so if we're going to predict or if we're going to help people who may be at increased risk for stroke, that would be recommended. So the question is how we actually detect who may be at increased risk of stroke and then by testing with simple tests like fasting glucose and fasting insulin and put them in relation, can we actually change that risk to the higher level and apply the therapies immediately? And answer to that question is yes, we do have some tools. We have some stroke prediction tools. Either they can be based as a Framingham risk score which is widely available and easy to perform, or uh, we have developed a global vascular risk score in the uh, Northern Manhattan study as well, where a simple calculation can be made over the web, which will then give the 5- and 10-year prediction of stroke in an individual. So if one of those tests put individual in intermediate risk, so not exactly low risk and not very high risk, those people in intermediate risk may benefit from testing for insulin resistance. And if tested positive in sort of speak, the therapy in those people and risk factor control should be more aggressive than we would do without knowing whether the person has insulin resistance or not. You certainly expanded our view of the ischemic stroke and its relationship to insulin resistance. It's certainly a problem that seems to be increasing in frequency worldwide. And we've been talking with Dr. Tanya Roddick about this today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Neurology and Psychiatry. For downloadable podcasts of all the programs in this series, go to ReachMD.com and choose the series Focus on Neurology and Psychiatry.